0: What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to The Crease Dive, Season 3, Episode 1. It's a new year, and we've, uh, we officially have a new team in the Premier Lacrosse League. So, Jake, it's been way, way too long. Great to hear from you again, and uh, how, how you been?
1: Man, I can't complain. You know, I've been, I've been living, L-I-V-I-N. I've just been living. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, just uh, you know, same thing. I, I think you've been doing a little bit more than I have since the last time we hit the mics. Pretty sure you you, you completed an Ironman. Is that what they say? Do you complete, a, do you complete an Ironman? Like, do you do an Ironman? Do you? I don't even know what it is, but you, whatever it is, you did it.
1: Yeah, it was it was a half, so it was a half Ironman. So I'm fifty percent of the way there. I'm gonna do a full one this year because. All right, so you're just uh, like Robert,
0: you're Robert Downey the third, half an Iron. Yes.
1: Yes, I'm. I'm half an Iron Man, exactly. I'm going to do a full one this year because I love pain and suffering, and I'm a masochist. You know, it, it's you know, there's plenty of reasons, but you know, I, I can't express to you the joy in my heart that we get to babble about lacrosse yet again this year.
0: Yeah, and there's uh there's a lot going. Like I just mentioned, new team officially announced Water Dogs LC. Uh, we're also we're probably a little bit less than a month away from the start of the college season. Uh, we're right in the the middle of the NLL season so a whole bunch going on right now. But yes, Water Dogs LC the seventh name is here and I, I got to admit it's it's not the one that I was expecting it to be. Uh, obviously this this was announced with with our good pals over at part of my take, Big Cat and PFT just legendary brains there to come up with this mascot i i thought that you know they they had mentioned like grit uh they had mentioned uh what what was another one that they did it was fire salamanders well yeah fire salamanders would have been an incredible logo but the only thing is like with with wave i'm getting a little ahead of myself here but like i i wouldn't love a fire salamander live mascot that might be like it gets loose and then all of a sudden like you can't find it and then you're on like fire salamander number like four and it's only week five so that would be like a whole big mess um no it was so grit and then oh it was it was like prodigy or like something like that um and and i just thought like that that they would go with one of those names where it's kind of like a buzzword um you know one of the uh, like or, or even like bolt lc and it's like yeah, like it's it's like kind of like a badass name, I guess, but it's almost like arena football-ish um, where it's just like, all right, like you, you're just trying to like come off like sounding a little too like Bolt LC. Like, I, you know, I could see like the EA Sports that's in the game voice like announcing like Bolt LC, like sh- and it's just like, all right. But Water Dogs, listen, everybody, at least – Everybody who like has a, a, a soul or a good soul loves dogs. Um, so right off the bat, like if if you hate on the name, you're just a, a soulless bastard.
1: I totally agree. Um, I actually did some uh, some of my own research. Uh, you know, and one of the big ones that I thought they were going to go, I thought they were going to go with mud puppies. Um, I, I really did. And, uh, I think water dogs is pretty close. Um, in my take, and I think what happened is I think they wanted to go mud puppies, but mud puppies has a live trademark, uh, from a company in Mississippi. So they couldn't go legal, probably said, no, we can't. However, the trademark for water dog and water dogs is dead. So that was available. So I think they said, mud puppies number one and they had to you know you know get in their conference room and do some you know diagramming on a whiteboard and say you know what what looks like mud puppies but isn't and somebody came up with water dogs i think i think that's how it worked
0: here's the thing like like if this was like a pokemon type of thing i feel like a water dog would be the next evolution of a mud puppy like you got like a puppy just running I, I is like a mud puppy. I feel like that like might just be like a snake or something like that. I feel like, I feel like a mud puppy isn't actually a dog. Is, is no, that...
1: I, it's, I think it's a fish.
0: It's a fish. Okay. But like still in my mind, it's a dog running around in the mud and this yeah. is like little puppy just getting all dirty and shit like that. Then all of a sudden this puppy grows up, turns into a man, takes a little bath in the water. So like that's the evolution. So like, you know, water, water dogs would be the second evolution of a mud puppy. Um, I don't know what would be like the Charizard version of that. I guess we can cross that bridge when we get to it, but still a great logo, great color schemes. I think that the the purple is is going to work real well. And, um, and it also opens up the door for a live mascot, the first live mascot in the PLL, because, you know, you can't do, I, I mean, I guess like Texas has Bevo, um, but it'd still be pretty difficult for the Atlas to have a bull just running around there week after week and in, in a different location. That might be a little much for the bull. Um, chrome, like, you know, what? It, it, it's a metal. You're just going to like carry around a, a sheet of metal and that's your life mascot. Uh, chaos, a, a scorpion isn't really even like, that's just the logo that they pick. but like, let's not bring scorpions into the mix. That's kind of the same thing as fire salamanders only scorpion would be the way worse if it got loose uh redwoods what are you gonna do bring a whole fucking force with you everywhere like i don't know if ups ships that from city to city uh who else am i missing here oh the archers like what just like some jackass dressed up like robin hood in
1: yeah exactly um sorry I had, a, I had my brain the worms in my brain have just been eating away slowly as a so uh, sorry for my my lack of response there but yeah no the water dogs is a, is a perfect mascot i think we'll we'll definitely see the the first dog being in it'll be interesting i mean is you have to think is Maisie in the running to be the mascot for the water dogs
0: well I here's mean, you the have thing. you have to think so i so i would say in terms of the logo for sure but what I've been noticing over the past couple of days, cause like the PLL's tweeted something about this out, water dogs have tweeted something about this out. Um, you know, just saying like, Hey, like, you know, send us your dogs, pictures of your dogs on Twitter and, and, and all this and that. And I've been seeing a lot of people out there. They're starting to get a little, um, I, I don't, I don't know the exact word for it, but they're being real technical about what dogs are actually water dogs and which dogs are not. And, for those of you who know an English bulldog doesn't always do so hot in the water I I think if we threw Maisie in a bath she would uh if it was anything more than like four inches of water she'd be furious so is does Maisie have bear some semblance to the uh to the logo for sure but is she technically a water dog maybe not so much so I think that you know, she she might be in the running, but I would understand if they would want to go a different direction.
1: With that, being,
0: with that being said, Maisie's very much open for business. So, um, as her agent, PLL Rables, if you guys want to talk shop, we'll talk shop. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, like the name, the logo, I thought all of it's great. Like I, again, it's one of those names where it's like. People can get excited about this team a little bit just because you know everyone gets to like tweet pictures of the dogs, so that that's awesome. Um, and I didn't really see like a ton of backlash. I was expecting like a lot more, especially with the fact that like PMT was involved with uh, the naming of this team. Like I was expecting to see more people coming out, and be like, "Oh, this is so fucking stupid! Like, why would they do this? Like, they're not taking this seriously." But the name's actually pretty cool. The logo's badass, and. By and large, people seem pretty pumped about it. Like there were, there might have been like a couple assholes here and there who are going to be unhappy with like regardless of what it was, uh, but most people seem to be pretty cool with it.
1: Yeah, there's you know there's your token haters that are you know gonna come out like that's that's not a huge deal. I you know I think the most interesting fact for the most interesting interesting thing to me is the way that Rabel spoke about it last season, adding an expansion team. Means that each everybody's gonna have a buy, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they extend the season a little bit, um, maybe add two weeks, or take you know add four an extra four weeks, which means two more locations, you know, more exposure, more games for us. The Cat the casual fan, you know, will will benefit from this from the expansion team. Now it'll also be interesting to see the expansion draft and see if we have. You know any of these super loaded teams like the Whip Snakes? Suddenly, you know they get, you know, some of the some of maybe a pivotal guy doesn't get, uh, you know, saved and he has to go play for the Water Dogs. Interesting. Will be very interesting.
0: Well, speaking of the expansion draft, so I think like that. So you know the the team name was announced on what? When? Whatever. The first. Oh yeah, all the days blend together. So the oh yeah team name was announced on the first. So that was Wednesday. Uh, and then on Thursday, Andy Copeland was named the head coach of the Water Dogs. And so, you know, we're talking about expansion draft. Like, this is why I think right off the bat, they they crush this hire with Andy Copeland. Because, you know, you think about, like, what he's done at Fairfield. So, he's been there for what? Like, 10, 11, 12 years? Like, 11, something like that. 11 like years. 11 years. So, you know, he's been there for a while. And, you know... We, you think about what he's done to that program, like by no means is Fairfield like a, a premier program in college across, but they're a damn well, like respectable team for sure. Um, you know, and, and what he's done there is pretty much exactly what he's going to have to do with the water dogs in terms of an expansion draft. Because like, think about the guys that he recruits to Fairfield, like most of those kids are all, you know, they probably talked to some of the bigger name schools you know, like they might've talked to Petro, they might've talked to Danowski, um, you know, and those guys might've said like, Hey, you know, like we, we, we like your game, but um, you know, we, we just can't promise that we have a spot for you on this team. And then, you know, so Andy Copeland goes up to him and he's like, Hey, like, I want you to come be the guy at Fairfield and, and we're going to do, you know, great thing. And, you know, he's, He's had this program nationally ranked a bunch of times. Um, I don't know if they've ever made a tournament appearance with him or at least a tournament win with him. Uh, but still, like he's he has a winning record for his full 11 years there at Fairfield. Um, and that's going to be, you know, when we talk about the expansion draft, all these guys are going to be, you know, the ones that aren't protected are basically told by their team, it's like, hey – you know, sorry, like, we like you and everything, but we don't necessarily see you, like, we don't need to have you on the team for us to be successful. So, like, you know, I, I, I doubt that, like, they're like, yeah, like, get the fuck out of here, buddy. We don't want you. We don't need you. But they're like, you're not exactly, uh, you know, you, we don't have to have, like, it's not life or death if we have you on the team for us to win. So that's pretty much the exact same kids that he was recruiting at Fairfield. So I think like he's going to be a perfect fit for that right off the bat to build a program or to build a team off of a bunch of guys who are, you know, kind of overlooked or you know, kind of thrown thrown out of scraps a little bit.
1: I mean, you, let's just say what, what we're both thinking. Uh, he's a he's a strapping Bill Belichick, uh, the, the Bill Belichick of the of the of the PLL. He's going to have to put together. Uh, he's going to have to take a jigsaw puzzle and put together, you know, some guys who were you know, more or less middle of the pack in college and you know, see how they play together. Uh, and a good coach will be able to recognize like hey, that guy's going to, you know, the you know, because there's different kinds of players, right? You know, there's like great individual performers like Pat Spencer and then there's great complement players like Grant Ament and Mac O'Keefe. Like those two You separate Grant, and Mac O'Keefe. I don't think that they play the same way that they do, but we put them together. It's like fucking electric. So, you know, it it takes a good coach to be able to do that. And I think that, you know, what Copeland's done at uh, at Fairfield speaks for itself. And I think, you know, I'm excited to see the drip uh, that the water dogs have. So drip dogs. Um, I'm still a Redwoods fan. I'm I'm, I'm not jumping ship. I'm loyal, but I'm excited for the drip dogs.
0: I'm thinking like right off the bat, drip dogs like that. So that light purple that's in that logo, like that as the jersey, like the main color of the jersey. Yeah. And then maybe some like light, like gray shorts, you know, mm. kind of like a, uh, I think like Furman kind of rocks that yeah. look every once in yeah. a while. So like that, that kind of scene going on. Um, And then, you know, maybe, maybe accented with some black. Um, But no, that was, that was a great point that you had shout out to you for being so good at this um, about, you know, just being able to figure out ways to utilize some of these players that might not have been put in the best positions like before. Cause like at this point in lacrosse, like I could be totally wrong here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I've never played pro lacrosse before. So like, I don't know firsthand. Um, but like at, at that level lacrosse, I can't imagine the coaches are necessarily doing a ton of like coaching. It's like all these, like, high school college coach like they have the sets that they want you running they you know they put guys in the places that they need to be at this point in the game like most of these guys probably already like know like all right like what they want to run and they can kind of set that selves up like figure that out amongst themselves but like you need the coach to you know to understand like all right who do I have on this roster like how can I get this guy in the position to where he's going to succeed then you like got to motivate the guys as well so like I think you know, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't like sit, I, I couldn't sit here and like bullshit you about like the X's and O's about what Andy Copeland thinks about lacrosse. But I think that he's, you know, what he's done at Fairfield has kind of shown like, Hey, I can, you know, get guys that have been overlooked and put them in a position where they can do some damage. So um yeah, between that and then the fact that, yeah, like I agree, I think that they're going to have some crispy, crispy uniforms and everyone always plays better when they look better. Um, so that's I, – I, I, think, I think that the uh, – I think the water dogs are primed to come out of the gates buzzing.
1: You know, I, I agree. And to your point about the coaches and what the coaches do, in my mind especially in pro lacrosse, um, just from this – is, this is just as, just as a fan – I've obviously never played Pro Klaus either, but uh, just as a fan and the, seeing the way on TV that the coaches, and even from watching games in person, seeing the way they interact with the players, I think that the coaches act a lot more as a mediator. They're preventing guys. Because uh, there's a lot of big heads out there. There's a lot of big names. I think the coaches are acting a lot like mediators and making sure that, you know, hey, Mike Chanichuk has the hot hand right now. Let's get it to Channy uh, you know, or like, Hey guys, I see you're trying, you know, you're really, you're, just, you're trying to run your two, two, two and your pairs, like it's not working quick, get over yourselves. Let's put it into something else. So I think that, um, you know, like any, you know, like any coach, they're preventing the players from out playing themselves, you know, from playing themselves. If, they, if that may, if that makes any sense, but that's the sense that I get. So they're like, you know, you know, wrapping the knuckleheads on the head, you know, like, Hey, quit trying to do your, you know, 18 yard shot if it's not dropping or something like that. I think, I think it's like reality checks for a lot of them, which, you know, in and of itself is, is, uh, you know, that'd be fun as shit, honestly.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I went into this podcast being like, Oh yeah, Andy Copeland was, was a pretty good hire for this job. And now I'm like, Oh fuck, Andy Copeland's going to be the best coach in the PLL this year. <laughs> um, another guy who I think is going to have a lot of success right off the bat, another new coach in the PLL. Um, this one was announced probably like a few weeks ago, but we were still on hiatus at the time. But um, So at this point, you know, it's not news anymore, but Ben Rubier is going to be the new head coach of the Atli, um, And that's – this is one of those things where it's like, fuck, man, we're getting old. Like, like that, that was one of, like, oh, yeah. the first big lacrosse moves where, like, I thought to myself, like, oh, shit. Like, I am – I'm an old guy now. Um, like, you know, we – 27, grew up, you know, watching Ben Rubier at, at Virginia. And in my mind, like, he was – he, like, just graduated from Virginia like three years ago and was still playing pro lacrosse. But, no, now he's a head coach in the PLL. He's still, a, like, a young – head coach in the PLL so it's not like he's like some like old ass like 50 year old dude or or anything like that but still the fact that that he is now a coach in the PLL is is pretty wild um but pretty much like the same thing that I said about Andy Copeland will go to Ben Rubier and you know especially the fact that that he is younger um you know so I, I think you know, while all those guys on, you know, especially like the Atlas offense, while they're like kind of figuring it out amongst themselves, like kind of like what sets they want to run or, you know, what they're, you know, what they're trying to do out there offensively. Like, I think having a young guy like Ben out there, like just as like an overseer, like he'll kind of be seeing the game the same way that all those guys are. Um, you know, so it, I'm I'm not saying that old guys can't coach in the PLL. Like that's not the case at all. Like Jim Stagnita's not, uh, you know, he's, he's not in his twenties or nothing, but I, I think that having like a young guy there being like, Oh yeah. Like I, I know like exactly what you're going for here. Um, is definitely going to help out with them.
1: Well, the guard, the guard will need to change at some point. You know, the, the, the old guard, like we've seen it already, like the old guard in the NFL is really like been slayed in the past few years. Uh, I mean, Sean McVay is what, and he's in his thirties, you know, and he, uh, he's crushing it. Um, well maybe not so much I'm, this year, but, sure.
0: yeah. Isn't McVay, he might be younger than Brady, which like obviously, Brady, I, Oh yeah,
1: no, he's significantly yeah. younger than Brady. Obviously like
0: Brady's here. like a freak and everything like that, but yeah, yeah like, whatever.
1: Having, yeah. That's a podcast for a different time. Uh, we, I'm sure there's some TV 12 fans out there that we could absolutely just infuriate, like get steam running out of their heads just by, and I love Tom Brady, but I, I could make fun of him for hours. Um, but yeah, so the, the new guard of the, of the lacrosse world, um, it, it, it's, it's awesome to be able to see Ruby or, and I just, I, I have this image of Ruby or, and I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was on the, the Virginia squad that had the horrible gate helmets. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I have him just, you know, carrying the ball and just, I see the helmet on and it's just burned into my memory. Like I just, I can't get rid of it. It was so bad. I'll tell you what so, gate,
0: I think Gate is like Gate made a comeback. Um, I think, I think yeah. that, uh, so maybe they can make like a custom atlas gate, what was they called? the uh, identity and yes. and he can just wear that as he's coaching.
1: I think he should uh, just be like know, the
0: Mandalorian and not take the helmet off at all.
1: I think he should rip the face mask out um, and they should mic him up uh, the entire time. Uh, just like, and and just have him mic'd up in that helmet. I think that would be, that would, you know, um, RJ Tyler, if you guys are listening, which we know you are, um, take notes.
0: Yeah. I think if you took the face mask off, it would just be like one of those, uh, helmets that they wear for like motocross. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, it's definitely an idea. And like, yeah. That also, you know, if things start to get a little greasy on the sidelines, he's already protected. So, yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea at all. Um, the only thing is he, he's a pretty handsome bastard. So, I, I don't know if NBC would necessarily love covering that face up with the helmet. True. Um, but, you know, we can – we'll figure something out. But, yeah, so, trying to think. it is you know the the obviously the the water dogs news is is number 1 right now uh you know the rubier higher is is a huge hire i'm trying to think if there's been anything else uh going on in the world of the pll at least uh the pretty short teams have until what like the 13th to uh to drop their list of protected players so you get uh you get to protect one goalie and ten positional players, I I believe is the uh the outline for the I could I could be like it might be like nine positional players in a goal. It's something like ten or eleven players total. It's ten and one. Yeah, so ten and one, um, which means that there there's still gonna be, you know, you might not get uh, you know rambo or fields or, or anything like that but there, i mean there are some teams that were absolutely loaded this past summer so there are going to be some some damn good players uh getting moved around this off season uh so yeah they have until the 13th for i, I forget the date off the top of my head for the actual the 13th oh that is the expansion draft
1: no no so they're required to submit on the january 13th and the draft is actually in february
0: Okay. All right. So we still have, we still have some ways to go before that. Um, And that'll just, I mean, that, that'll be great for the lacrosse community because like now like the name's already out there. So like, you know, that, that was the thing, like people were thinking about the most, like what's the team going to be? What are the colors? Yada, yada, yada. Um, And now you can just start getting people going crazy with like mock expansion drafts and shit like that. And um, you know, you, you can throw out a list there. Everyone will scream at you for the list about who you pick. And uh, that I mean, that's, it's annoying as shit where like you can't put anything, any opinion out there without everyone else being like, no, you're a fucking idiot. You're wrong. Like, this is what they should do. But still that whole conversation. Great for the sport.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we get it. I mean, it, they, they did it at the perfect time, you know, cause we're, we're, we're now, I guess probably a couple of weeks away from the start of the college lacrosse season. So, you know, the boys are headed back to wherever the fuck you know wherever the fuck they they go to school they're getting in you know sticks hot working out doing their uh get up speed runs all like all that good shit but you know props to PLL for for the good timing um obviously a calculated move um they they know better uh I mean i I I can't think of any other lacrosse um related news that that's been going on other than the fact that I'm at ends with uh lacrosse highlights on instagram um as as i've said before not ever, as we've said before not everything needs to be a highlight um i saw specifically um and the, my my home state is is culprit it was a walton and lambert game uh walton player juked out a lambert player uh, lambert player fell and this clip had like 50,000 views wasn't even that good uh of a of a juke uh the player actually the, the 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 d-mid actually took a terrible approach so it was really his fault it was a d-mid or an attackman i actually think it was an attackman and the guy was doing like a punt return clear so not everything needs to be a fucking highlight like i it, that wasn't it's that wasn't deserving of it like I, props yeah I, walton I, won the state championship like that's great they have cool helmets whatever but it's not deserving of a highlight
0: so. Yeah, I, I think the lacrosse world just got like pretty drunk off of highlights over like the past year or so. So like Jesus. now they just like keep going for like the, the wave at Utah Valley really like uh, created like, this this whole thing where people like are trying to be like the next one to put a lacrosse clip to go viral and and yeah, like we're seeing a lot of really just uh Basic, basic plays, getting the highlight treatment. I, I agree with that. Sometimes, sometimes less is more, guys. Um, but, yeah, so before we wrap things up here, just a couple more, uh, couple more notes to get out there. A uh, little bit of a quicker episode this week, but, you know, we're just getting back in the swing of things. This is basically preseason for us. Um, number one is the college lacrosse season is uh quickly approaching here so you know obviously we'll we'll have a full season preview um within the next couple of weeks or so but right off the bat jake i just want to know it's right now we're recording it's january 2nd who do you have hoisting up that trophy on memorial day
1: you know i would be remiss if i did not throw my support behind Penn State. Um, And
0: now that you are, uh, you're, you're a Hopkins guy. That's another thing we didn't mention. Well, in the, in the beginning of the show, you now pay tuition to Hopkins, which means that you are basically Dave Petromala's boss.
1: That's right. Uh, I I am uh, in grad school online at Hopkins. I don't actually live in Baltimore. Don't fret anyone. You can't, you know, you can't stop me on the street and give, you know, give me a note or anything like that. Um, yes. Even with my support of Hopkins, uh, I am, I would be remiss if I didn't want to see Grant Amit and Mac O'Keefe uh, in championship weekend. Um, I believe that UVA has a, an extremely solid team, but I mean, it, it, again, you've asked me, this is the, this is the first time in 2020 that I get to say, that trying to predict the winner of the college lacrosse, college lacrosse in 2020 is dumb as fuck because there's just so much that goes on between the beginning and the end of the year. No team looks like they did when they, when they step on in the first game, they will not look like they are uh, on championship weekend UVA. We counted them out until literally the tournament. I think we were like, yeah, what's, what's, what are the Cavs doing? You know, cardiac Cavs all the way to literally the tournament. So what have you? I would love to see Penn State simply because they're just a wagon, um, but realistically, it's going to probably be like some sort of dark horse, more well-rounded team with some like standout player or something crazy like that.
0: Yeah, I am so sorry to the Penn State Nittany Lions because I'm pretty sure that we. It's January second. I'm pretty sure we just gave you the kiss of death because I would also go with Penn State. Like, and, and I understand it's it's the chalk answer, um, yep. but. Like that team is just so loaded and they barely lost anybody from last year. So the fact that one, we always do this too. We always have the same picks and then there's, there's just no animosity here. So I'm going to have to like start, I'm going to have to like reverse my brain. So then that way we can start going against each other a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the fact that we're both saying Penn state right now on January 2nd is probably bad news for Penn state. So sorry in advance for that, but we're riding with you guys. Um, Another thing uh you know just just to mention just cuz you know I, I don't want this to get completely overlooked but you know we are in the middle of the MLL season don't have like a ton to say about it but shout out to Callum Crawford uh and and the New England Black Wolves I mean 3-0 to start the season and this sick bastard currently le- uh, the, the season's early but he currently leads the league in goals Assist, and then obviously, if you lead the league in both of those, you're going to lead the league in points as well. So, 11 goals, 16 assists, 27 points in three games. Sick, sick bastard. Um, and then finally, a little bit of a little bit of breaking news here, but Jake, being the ultimate lax rat that you are you will be making the trip up to Philadelphia again uh, this time for LaxCon 2020. So if anybody is going to be attending LaxCon this year, the boys will be there. Jake is making the trip. Um, I mean, you just live, breathe, die lacrosse. So you weren't going to miss this one. Uh, But yeah, so the boys will be there. It's uh, then also there's, speaking of the NLL, there's a wing, a wings game that night in Philly. So we'll, we'll be there as well. So if anyone's heading to the wings game, uh, should be a good time. And yeah, if you see us stop to talk to us. Um, I think one of the best things about Laxcon is like lacrosse. It's still like a small community. We're getting bigger, but it's still like a small community. So, you know, a lot of people know each other and, and like, by and large, the majority of people in the lacrosse community are all good people. Um, you know, a couple couple jackets. A couple, knuckle, couple knuckleheads. Couple knuckleheads here and there, but for the most part, everyone everyone's good shit. So it's uh, you know, just you know, that that that's the atmosphere that you're looking for. So if you're like on the fence about, you know, am I gonna go to LaxCon this year or not? Just know there's gonna be good people there and highlighted by the two of us.
1: That's damn right. We will be uh so I, yes, I will be making the trip up there for LAXCon. Uh, looking forward to this. It's my first time going to LAXCon. Uh, not my first time in Philly though. I'm I'm accustomed to you know the city. Are
0: you are you and, gonna are you gonna ride a bike and swim up to Philly from Georgia? Um,
1: no, but I did uh, make sure that my hotel has an indoor pool that I can get my get my swim in. Uh, I will not be able to bike, but I will swim.
0: There you go. Uh, Load up those Hilton points. But yeah, so we will. Uh, yeah, I guess by the time that we put out another episode, we will be at Laxcon, so we will uh, see you there or we will see you another time, but yeah, that uh, season 3 it's 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 here, boys and girls, and you know, that we we've got so much lacrosse ahead of us, but do yourselves a favor right now, just stop, close your eyes, take a deep breath cuz you know, it's it's going to be gone before you know it. So savor this. Each and every single second, and even if it's you know watching Penn State end up losing because we cursed them. Um, sorry about that again. But until then, we are going to be keeping it low to high till Who the day the we die. We out. Everybody was nice, the party was bumping hey, yeah. And everybody having a ball. Hey, uh. Until the fella started him calling. B-B-I-O. And the girls respond to the call. Uh, I uh, a uh, 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 uh. out, Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Who? let the dogs out? Who? get back coffee get back you play first in mongrel